Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good. Thank you. How are those markets doing? Uh, well, markets are fairly flat uh, at this point. Uh, we've got the NASDAQ uh, rising and as we heard the TSX as well. Um, you know, and just to talk a little bit about uh, the news that we got over the weekend, um, that's obviously been devastating in terms of the conflict or war between Israel and Hamas. And again, we're thinking of those impacted by the conflict and, and hope that peace can be found soon. And I, you know, I, I, I think a lot of um, investors are wondering, you know, how do markets continue higher this week when we're seeing things like that uh, happening in the world? And, um, you know, while there is obviously geopolitical uncertainty, uh, we have seen some areas move um, because of what's happening. So we saw gold moved higher. We saw defense stocks like Lockheed Martin and a few others move higher. Oil spiked on Monday, but has since settled down. And and these geopolitical situations, you know, can be difficult to price into markets, um, uh, as we learned uh, with Russia and Ukraine as well. And you know, I you know, not that they're comparable, but I think it's important to for investors to see, um, you know, how the markets do um, do react to news like that. Uh, and then again, just what are markets focused on right now? And I, I think markets are, are focused a lot on uh, still inflation data, um, the economic data coming out, uh, as well as earnings that are going to start uh, basically on Friday. Right. Would you say, though, that this that conflict is definitely having an impact? Uh, it is having an impact in certain sectors, I would say. Overall, uh, what appears now is the markets have bounced off the bottom last week, uh, bounced off the 200-day moving average, which was positive. Um, you know, we had continued to say that uh, September historically is a weaker month for markets. And uh, and we're looking for kind of, uh, you know, markets to to move up in October and then into the fourth quarter. And so that's kind of playing out is, is what we had talked about. So, so again, we're, we're obviously watching the, the conflict closely, um, you know, seeing for any signs of, you know, even more escalation with surrounding countries. Uh, but at this time, the markets are still focused on inflation and inflation data. And we saw uh, PPI come out this morning. It was more than expected. Um, and that's uh, basically the inflation measure um, that, you know, uh, the wholesale inflation measure costs for unfinished goods that producers pay. And it's another key measure of inflation that the Fed uses in deciding where to take interest rates from here. So it's actually pretty important. Um, we've got more inflation data coming out tomorrow that will give us more of an idea. And uh, even though it came up more than expected, if you take out kind of energy costs out of that, uh, it only really moved up from 0.2 to 0.3. So it's f fairly flat. And so, again, looking ahead um, and looking at tomorrow's inflation data, I think is important. And as well, we had U.S. jobs last week. And even though there were more than expected added, which is obviously not great um, in, in terms, well, 
again, this is where good news equals yeah. bad news. I was going to say, can you explain that, please? <laughs> that more jobs was not what you expected? Yes, I know. And the, and the problem is, is the Fed almost wants people to lose jobs. And, and then, you know, really look under the hood at that jobs data, really what you know, what kind of came out is that wage growth was smaller than anticipated. So it's not really the amount of people working, it's really the amount of money that they're making and circulating into the economy in terms of um, being an inflation worry. And then uh, again, we don't want to see rates higher for longer. And the idea is, is that they're not going to raise in November um, down in the US and the Bank of Canada is probably paused for good, I would say, um, or I just say, dare I say. Uh, and in terms of those pauses, I think that's really important for markets. And there's even talk about them reducing rates mid next year. So, so it looks like this tightening cycle is close to over. And I think that's a big reason. This is what you and I've been talking about on air, why we're seeing markets bounce right now. Okay. So do you expect that to continue? Because it's, it's so volatile, right? We don't know. Well, I mean, you never know, but markets go in cycles, right? And what has been hurting the market um, for for longer and, and keeping this bear market going really is the uncertainty around interest rates moving higher. And they were so aggressive last year, um, you know, in terms of how how much they were hiking and how quickly they did it, but they were trying to get inflation under control. And inflation is um, is coming down. Of course, we've got oil that has moved up in you know, recent months. And, and so that's known, though, and they want to see other areas of the economy cool. And, and, and that is uh, apparent in the numbers that we've been seeing. So, so I think that's positive. And I think the markets are looking past um, uh, interest rates moving higher now. And now the focus is on how long are they going to stay high for and when can we expect them to to reduce rates? Okay, so then there's a couple of those markers, as you mentioned, more data coming out in the next day or two, particularly from the U.S. Exactly. And then also just focusing on November in terms of uh, the Fed meeting and you know whether, again, they, they don't increase rates, um, keeping a close eye on the conflict as well. And, uh, and earnings, a big one, and they're expected to be better, or they're supposed to be better than expected. And so all of those, um, you know, things coming together, I would say, could cause markets to even move higher into the fourth quarter. Okay, so we are obviously waiting for more on that. We're also going to talk, though, about Breast Cancer Awareness Month. How does that affect women in particular and their money? Well, I, you know, I think um, just, you know, bringing light to breast cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer type, accounting one in eight uh, cancer diagnoses worldwide. Um, you know, an estimated 28,000 Canadians are diagnosed with breast cancer each year. Um, you know, thousands more living with the disease. Um, you know, even in, in my family, um, we had breast cancer uh, maybe, you know, three years ago. And, you know, it took her 11 months to get diagnosed properly. And I think it's really important to go early as, as you know, when you see changes um, and, and, and get diagnosed and make sure that you're staying on top of your health. Um, you know, because if you don't have your health, Simi, your wealth doesn't mean much. Let's put it that way. So true. And, um, and I deal with so many women and, and couples, you know, between the ages of 60 and, and 90. And so, you know, often I am sitting across the table when people are telling me of a diagnosis uh, such as breast cancer. 
and I've seen a lot of survivors. I think that's important. Um, but again, you know, the question is is also just in terms of money and you know their wealth and and how does that get them through something like that if if possible and to stay on top of it as well um because there's so many stresses going on around them this is the last thing that they want to worry about too and that you know whether they have a spouse or they're on their own um is also something that uh, some women can be concerned about when they receive a diagnosis like that Right. And it turns everything upside down because everything else kind of falls by the wayside when you're dealing with that. And the last thing you do want to worry about is how you're going to pay your bills. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you're retired, right? Well, exactly. And and that's why you want to have family to lean on, right? Um, uh, you know, there's support groups, there's all sorts of things. And, and you want to make sure that you're dealing with a financial advisor that you can talk to uh, that can also, you know, put together a plan if you are worried about something like that. Um, so that, you know, you, you're this, again, you're focused on your health because that's number one and, and everything else should be being taken care of as much as possible. And, you know, when I think about retirement planning and, and women, uh, there's a lot of things that kind of are different for women than they are for, for men. And, and that doesn't mean investing per se to me. A lot of people think that, women, um, you know, are lower risk than men and all sorts of things. But again, you don't want people to pigeonhole you like that. You want to make sure uh, that your financial advisor is listening to who you are and what you need. Um, And then there's also this situation where women generally live longer than men. Um, The average life expectancy for women is 84 and men is 80, although I have tons of clients that are much older than that. So I wouldn't say that that is uh, the average that I've seen, but that's the number out there. Um, and women have to think about retirement, to, you know, the way that they want beyond having a partner. And I think that's important um, because uh, men typically and can pass away before uh, their spouse does. And so, you know, that's very different uh, for any spouse to go through, right, right, is to lose somebody. And so I think it's important to focus on that. Um, and also that they're being, you know, if, if they're not involved in the financial decision making uh, in the relationship, then they should be, um, you know, looking at, at getting involved because at one point they may be on their own or they may be dealing with health issues and then having to make financial decisions. So I think all of that is really important. And um, and again, just thinking about charitable donations during breast cancer month. Um, and as we near the end of the year, just char- charitable donations in general, uh, because again, um, this can lower any tax owing and, uh, and you'll get a tax receipt and that can help as well. So, so I think it's important to keep on top of your health. Um, uh, as we know, it's breast cancer month and uh, make sure that uh, you're seeing your doctor talking uh, to your financial advisor if you're worried about anything in, in terms of your portfolio yep. uh, so that you can uh, relax a little bit. That is great advice. Lori, thank you. Thanks so much. Have a great day, Simi. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact the team directly. It's 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.